Welcome to the 5-Minute Catch-Up. I'm Nathan McGlyer from the Primary Care Team, and here's the interview about health literacy. Today on the podcast, we are very fortunate to have both Kate Gorman and Karen Calford talk about the intricate involvement of health literacy within primary care and its direct effects on the outcome of patients. Both Kate and Karen are from Healthcare Consumers Association and are heavily involved in the health literacy reference group within the ACT. Welcome to you both. Thank you, Nathan. It's a real pleasure to be here. Thank you, Nathan. I enjoyed the opportunity to participate. Now, to start things off fairly simple, uh, I'd like to ask you both this question. Uh, What is health literacy? I know most people would have heard the term, but I feel like there's still probably some uncertainty around it. Health literacy is about the way we as patients and consumers get understand and use health information to make the best decisions for ourselves uh, and the best choices about healthcare in our everyday lives. It is about information, but it's also about having the skills and the confidence to use that information and to ask questions um, so that we can have enough understanding to keep ourselves well and follow our healthcare advice. Yeah, I think you're right, Kate. Sometimes it's if you're feeling very unwell in conversations with your doctor, you may not recall everything that they say to you if you're a little bit worried or scared or have a new diagnosis that involves lots of terms that you've not heard of before. So I think knowing that it is okay to interrupt your doctor and ask questions and ask to have messages repeated is actually very important and will ultimately help us have better health outcomes. We do need to understand just what information is being shared with us. And I think there is so much information available and often so much that we can be told that it can become overwhelming. And it is important to do take up little hints like taking a friend with you or a family member to a consultation because they will remember more than you do most likely in certain circumstances. That's a really good point, Karen. What you said just then about sometimes you feel too stressed or overwhelmed to really take in the information that you're getting. It's important to remember health literacy, we often say about it, it's a state, not a trait. Sometimes our state of mind or our state of wellness, whether we're feeling good, whether we're in pain, whether we're stressed, those things really affect our health literacy. They affect our ability to take in information and to understand it and to sometimes to even remember what it is that we've been told. So knowing things like uh, preparing questions beforehand or taking someone into an appointment with you can really make the difference to whether we get all the information we need to get from that appointment. And there are a number of tools and tricks that we can use once we're aware of them to help us get the most out of our appointments. Yeah, it's wonderful to see an increasing range of resources available for health consumers now. Because I know for myself, it's over 10 years since I was diagnosed with a a not uncommon but little discussed condition. And at the time, I was quite unwell and had stopped working as a result. And it made me feel a little bit overlooked or neglected when I realised that there was no generally available information on this condition. Um, It made it very hard to talk to friends about my experience, what I was experiencing. So the fact that there are now websites and a lot more information generally available 
about all sorts of health issues, I think it can only be a good thing and help patients considerably. Yeah, and it's important to remember too that health literacy is not just about what's inside us and the skills and confidence that we have, although that's a big part of it. It's also about what's out there in the environment to support us with getting that information that we need. So it's about sometimes the actual information about, say, a condition or a medication itself and whether we can understand it, whether whether it's even in our language. Um, it's about things like appointment systems and whether we can navigate those systems. It's about buildings and whether we can get around them and find our way to where we need to be. And really importantly, it's about health professionals and the way that they help their patients and families understand what's happening and get the most out of that healthcare. Yeah, I think you're right, Kate. And I've noticed increasingly resources are now available in multiple languages. Um, certainly there's been a big push to have COVID-19 information available in multiple languages, which is so important. And the Choosing Wisely website, which many of you will be aware of, provides some of their resources in up to 12 languages too. So I think that's just fantastic. It is really important here in the ACT where we have many of our community coming from different countries. English may not be their first language. And having that recognised in healthcare and health professionals knowing that they can seek an interpreter for those people, um, that just because somebody has good spoken English, it doesn't mean they could, say, understand an information sheet. Um, having health professionals understand those barriers and address them can make all the difference to healthcare. And so to flow on from that, and I know that we've sort of touched on it already from this conversation, uh, if we could summarize it, why does health literacy matter in primary care? So health literacy matters. It's not just something that's nice to have. It really matters because it affects both patients' experience of care, but it affects their outcomes. So when people understand more about their health care and they understand why they need to do what they need to do, um, they understand the advice they're being given, they're much more likely to follow it and they're much more likely to get better outcomes from their health care. So a really good example of that is medication. Uh, people often take medication incorrectly because they don't necessarily understand how to follow the instructions or why they should and then they find that they experience side effects and sometimes those can be very serious. So, um, you know, understanding why it's necessary, for example, to um, take, take tablets one in the morning and one in the evening, not both together, or why a how a slow-release medication works. So you shouldn't cut the tablet open and tip it into a glass of juice. So those kind of things can make all the difference to um, using your medication correctly and being able to stay well. So that understanding helps people to stay out of hospital um, and stay well, and it means that when they go and get health care, they get better outcomes from their health care. When people have low health literacy, it tends to mean that they attend hospital more frequently. There is a higher cost to them, both financially but also emotionally and in terms of time and the impact it has on the rest of their lives. 
and they're more likely to have poorer general health and worse health as they get older too. So it really matters to staying well and getting the most out of healthcare. From a healthcare perspective, when healthcare professionals understand the health literacy barriers of their patients, they're much more able to tailor the care to those people and involve them in shared decision-making about their own care. And that means that the patients are more likely to be able to understand the advice and follow what they need to do to keep themselves well. And that wraps up our five-minute catch-up. This health literacy episode is a part of a two-part series. On the next episode, we go even deeper into health literacy and talk about its practicality. This includes statistics, tools, and practical steps to improve health literacy in your practice. Capital Health Network is always available to answer your queries. If you have any questions regarding any of the information in this podcast, get in contact with us via email available below. Or give us a call on 62878099. On behalf of everyone here at Capital Health Network through the ACTPHN program, we thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode. 